a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Brian Rollins, and this is episode 10 of the Dorky, Geeky, Nerdy Trivia Podcast. That's right, 10 whole episodes. We made it. For those of you that have been with us since the beginning, thank you for your support. For episode 10, I wanted to do something classic that's full of geeky trivia. The original Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. If you're new or need a refresher on the suggested rules for playing, head over to dorkygeekynerdy.com rules. From there, you can also find ways to follow the show on Facebook and Twitter. As always, the game consists of three rounds of ten questions. The rounds are named Dorky, Geeky, and Nerdy, each more difficult than the last. Okay, Red Squadron, lock S-foils in attack position and start your run. The Dorky Round Number 1. What gangster appears in the rough cut of the film, but wasn't restored until the special edition in 1997? Jabba the Hutt. Number 2. What country stood in for Tatooine? Tunisia. Number 3. Who played R2-D2? Kenny Baker. Number 4. Which actor was not credited in the initial release of the film? James Earl Jones asked to have his name omitted from credit. It would later be added for the special release. Number 5. Who actually says... I have a bad feeling about this. Luke is the character that kicks off the tradition. Number 6. What character has the first line of dialogue? That'd be C-3PO. Number 7. Who does C-3PO advise to let the Wookiee win? R2-D2. Number 8. George Lucas formed what company to do the visual effects for Star Wars? Industrial Light and Magic. Number 9. Star Wars was the highest grossing film of all time until surpassed by what movie? E.T. The Extraterrestrial. That was in 1982. Number 10. 
who was the only cast member to receive an Academy Award nomination for their role in the film. Sir Alec Guinness was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. The Geeky Round Number 1. In the initial draft of the script, what was Luke Skywalker's name? Luke Starkiller Number 2. While we're used to green screen for compositing special effects, what color screens were used for Star Wars? Blue screens. Number 3. The word Wookiee originally appeared in what other George Lucas film? THX 1138 Number 4. Who was working as a carpenter before starring in the film? Harrison Ford Number 5. What company made the tie-in toys for the film? Kenner. Number 6. What was the name of Princess Leia's ship? The Tantive 4. Number 7. The Millennium Falcon was in what docking bay in Moss Eisley Spaceport? Docking Bay 94 Number 8. The Rebel Base was located on what moon? That would be Yavin 4. Number 9. Han Solo comes from what planet? Corellia. Number 10. What Joseph Campbell book served as a roadmap for Star Wars? The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Okay, let's take a break for the book of the week. This week we're featuring The Making of Star Wars, by J.W. Rinsler. After the 1973 success of American Graffiti, filmmaker George Lucas made the fateful decision to pursue a longtime dream project, a space fantasy movie unlike any ever produced. 
Lucas envisioned a swashbuckling sci-fi saga inspired by the Flash Gordon serials, classic American westerns, and mythological heroes. Its original title, The Star Wars. The rest is history, and how it was made is a story as entertaining and exciting as the movie that has enthralled millions for more than 30 years, a story that has never been told as it was meant to be. Until now. Using his unprecedented access to the Lucasfilm archives and its trove of lost interviews, photos, production notes, factoids, and anecdotes, Star Wars scholar J.W. Rinsler hurdles readers back in time for a one-of-a-kind, behind-the-scenes look at the nearly decade-long quest of George Lucas and his key collaborators to make the little movie that became a phenomenon. You can find this book and all the other books of the week at dorkygeekynerdy.com slash book. And now, back to the show. The Nerdy Round Number 1. What language are the Jawas actually speaking? It's a sped-up version of Zulu. Number two. What does T-I-E in TIE Fighter stand for? Twin Ion Engines. Number three. David Prowse earned what nickname from the cast and crew? Darth Farmer, due to his heavy Bristol accent. Number four. Before and just after filming, Peter Mayhew worked as what? He was an orderly. Number five. How many Oscars did Star Wars win in 1978? Seven awards. It won for set decoration, costume design, sound, film editing, visual effects, music, and a special achievement award for sound effects. Number six. How many Oscars was it nominated for? Eleven. It didn't win for actor in a supporting role, writing, director, and best picture. Number seven. The iconic score by John Williams won how many Grammys? Three, Best Instrumental Composition, Best Score, and Best Pop Instrumental Recording. Number 8. What Japanese filmmaker's work served as inspiration for George Lucas's script? Number 9. 
Akira Kurosawa. Number 9. Between the initial 1977 release and the 1997 special edition, how many times was Star Wars released in theaters? It was released a total of four times, 1978, 1979, 1981, and 1982. Number 10. Chewbacca was based on what breed of dog? He was based on George Lucas's Alaskan Malamute. And that's it, number 10. Now would be a great time to drop us a line and tell us what you think. What do you like? What would you like to see change? Any topics you'd like us to cover? Head over to dorkygeekynerdy.com slash contact and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We're still learning and evolving and your input helps out immensely. We'll be back again next week and here's your hint. What decade saw the rise of The Blob, The Thing, and Robbie the Robot? I'm your host, Brian Rollins. Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you. When a U.S. expedition is attacked, three survivors, a professor, her student, and a soldier are saved by a mysterious vessel, the Namtsev. The enigmatic Captain Nikto elects to keep the captives aboard, requiring each of their skills for his daring pursuits. But as evidence of a rogue submarine alerts the world's navies, the captives must work together to avoid annihilation. 20,000 Kilos Under the Sea is a fast-paced adventure thriller that's described as the classic Disney adventure meets the hunt for Red October. 20,000 Kilos Under the Sea, a modern retelling of the Jules Verne classic, written by Richard Wycliffe and narrated by Brian Rollins. Available right now on Audible or iTunes. Discover adventure and madness beneath the waves.